weekly talk show about everything lifestyles. And one of my favorite subjects is, is happening today. We are making a flower bouquet. And when I say we, I making a flower bouquet. She is the chairman of this year's Celebrating Heritage. It's a National Garden Show show at the Heritage Museums and Gardens. And it's going on through tomorrow, so you still have a chance to go and see it. And somehow, you found time to come and see us. Yeah. I'm very impressed. Thank you. So, she is a, a multi-award winner in flower and floral design. And um, today, we're going to... I don't know much about what we're doing today, <laughs> okay. Susan. So, I am standing here and I will do what I'm told. All right. Tell me a little bit about what you're starting to work on here. Okay. Well, this is called a uh, traditional mass design, which is kind of you know, what everybody loves to do, which you find at weddings or on your dining room table. And what's interesting about this particular design is it's a, it looks kind of simple, but it's actually pretty complicated. And you should always try, one of the things you need to always imagine when you do this is that a butterfly could fly in and out of the flowers. So hmm. as you start this, as with any uh, floral design, you start with the line. In floral design, it's all about establishing a line. So I took these lilies here, which are from my garden in Centerville. Um, they're called, <coughs> excuse me, Hyperion lilies. <clears throat> and they're very, um, sorry, little allergies. That's okay. I have your water. Oh, good. Thank you. The flowers and I need water. The lilies, um, the Hyperion lilies, are one of the oldest lilies known, and they are um, very easy to grow, and they, they have that wonderful, you know, tall foliage. So you start your line, you establish your line here. So, so is this one was first. Mm -hmm. You place that first in your oasis. Then you place these and then you place these two front ones and it gives you a structure, it gives you architecture, it, hmm. you know, it basically gives you a framework. In all floral design, we always like to say there are three kinds of flowers. There are thrillers and there are fillers and there are spillers. So these, your tall ones that establish the line, they're the thrillers. Okay. The fillers are airy stuff like this, which, you know, it looks like um, goldenrod, but it's actually called soldago. And that's a, you know, that's more of a sort of a filler. And then at the end, you have some that kind of go over the edge, which are your, your spillers. That's also true if you're doing um, containers, you know, okay. like at, at home. I, uh, I want to go back before that even, because, uh, I, you know, we're learning from the ground up, so yep. to speak. Yep. So you have, you've cut various sizes of oasis. Can you see that, Jason? See Can you see the, the green the oasis? Uh, oasis? Yeah. It's like a foam? Floral foam. That's Floral right. foam. Okay. You have one uh, major block and then yes. you filled in the sides. Is that to stabilize it? It is. Okay. So um, Oasis Floral Foam is God's gift to flower arrangers and it, it just it hydrates the plants but it also holds them erect. So what you do is you cut a, you know, a block of Oasis and a really good trick is you take your, your knife when you're doing your um, cutting and you cut the corners like that so you have more real estate. Mm -hmm. And then you put your foam in and cut off a few more pieces and it makes it very stable. Because mm -hmm. the last thing you want is for this to, to tip over. Um, so you start with your floral foam. Your container... Is it, is it wet? It's wet floral foam, sorry. How, so how long? See, these are things you do right. by muscle memory. So I have to stop and ask right. you. 
Um, how how long? I mean, are we soaking it, or are we? We in nowadays there's instant floral foam, so you soak it in like half an hour. It used to be you had to soak it overnight, which was a real pain. Mm -hmm. But now you just you know you soak it and it's it's ready in half an hour, and then you just measure you know with your container. You want a little bit of it up, a little bit higher, because then you have, you know, you can put some flowers in so they're not all scrunched down in there. Okay. And then, you know, as I said, you use your, you know, little blocks. When you pick your container, it's really important to pick something that is very sturdy and heavy. Right. Um, and put know. it back on the pedestal because you know yes. it's taking off. That's right. That's right. <laughs> My job um, is to make sure the flowers don't fall on the grass. <laughs> that's right. We actually, I was um, just telling Judith from Heritage that um, at the flower show this morning, one of the worker bees for the show was there and she called me and she said, that the design that won the biggest award, which is a tricolor award, had fallen on the ground and broken. So ah. that's what can happen, you know, if your mechanics, you know, your oasis, your container, um, are not sturdy and well thought out. That's the hardest part of doing this, is picking a container that works, doing your mechanics, and then you start to think about your design. So, so that everything is, is stable. Secure. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's really, of course, in a flower show, you're not going to get a blue ribbon if, you know, things start collapsing. Luckily for this designer, she'd already gotten a blue ribbon. But at home, you also don't want to happen because it's, you know, a lot of time and effort. So once you get and your own money. And money, unless yes. Unless you're growing them yourself. Well, I'll talk a little bit about that. So these flowers today, some of these are from my garden. These are hydrangea that are all from my garden in Centerville. Um, we live in a 1730s Cape, and it's been my husband's family for a hundred years, and the, a lot of the gardens have plant material that have been there a long time. Some of the plant material came um, from Stop and Chop, which, you know, we do. Usually floral arrangers and national shows in, you know, Boston, Philadelphia, and Newport, where, you know, I do shows sometimes, um, get their flowers from Boston. Um, from the flower market where flowers are flown in every night. What an amazing place that is. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. Can anyone go there? No, you have to, you know, you uh, non-profits can go there. You do have to get a vendor's license. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you can, you know, sort of figure out how to, how to do that. If you're like garden clubs, usually mm -hmm. florists, you know, things like that. And you mentioned being in Newport because Susan is, let me see if I can get this right, but National Garden Club judge? Uh, garden it? Club of America. Of America. Mm -hmm. Floral so design. So you, you yeah. judge floral design um, yeah, recently in Newport, but uh, I did, all yeah. over. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. The flower show world is, um, is interesting because... You get, you do get to travel, and you do get to, you know, meet different people. And every time you do it, you know, you learn new things. And sometimes you win big, big awards, which is thrilling. And then the next week, you get an H HM. <clears throat> so it's, you know, it's that's it's an art form, that an ancient art form, and it just, it, but it's always evolving and always changing. So yeah. these are roses from Stop and Shop. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing now is I established my framework with the lilies, with these here. Then I put in some big forms to kind of, you know, balance it out. And this morning I thought, well, I need something. I need a rose form because one of the, the art of this is you need airy things. You need, you know, round shapes. You need linear shapes. You need mm -hmm. a variety of shapes. 
when you buy roses at a supermarket, go like this, and you make sure, just go like, pinch it. Oh, pinch See it how firm it, it is? Uh -huh. That means it's good. Oh, okay. If you, if you pinch it and it feels soft and mushy, don't buy them because they won't last. And all roses you have... I know, at Stop and Shop, that, that robot they have, it should <laughs> yeah, start yelling true. at you that's for pinching true. the flowers. Right. <laughs> um, so with roses, they always have guard petals, which are, you know, these outside petals. And okay. you want to, they look, they look sort of, you know, funky a little bit. So you peel those off so they so can get... So those loose outer petals you those, peel off. Yes. And okay. then you take off, truthfully, you don't really need much of the foliage. So you just, you know, peel that off. And, you know, then you always, with any flower for flower arrangement, you always cut on an angle. Right. It's important. Yeah, I saw that you were doing that when I walked yeah. into the studio. Right. Um, so some, the best thing to do, which we can't do here in the studio, but the best thing to do is to cut under running water. Oh. So, you know, as you're making your cut, do it under, under running water. So is that because it's opening the capillaries? It is. Help yeah, it, uh, it is. It's to help it hydrate um, because that's even what before this is you all. put it in there. Right. So now you can see I'm sort of doing, you know, I'm doing kind of a, a there's a lot of geometry and architecture really involved in floral design. You know, it's it is one of the see here's a guard petal. See how this looks here? It just looks kind of can you see that? Yes, I can. Let's yeah. Hold it up for Jason. And yeah, so yeah. you see how that looks? It just looks kind of damaged a little bit. It's just a tougher petal. And so you're going to peel that off, and you see underneath, you know, it's beautiful and fresh looking. I so never knew they were called that. Yeah, they're, that's, yeah, they're called guard petals. With roses, you know, it's tough sometimes with thorns, but there are so many varieties out there now that you can get that, you know, you can, there are a lot that are, you know, thornless. So this color palette, one of the other things about this, obviously, is you want colors that go together, you know, that sort of complement each other. So you have your dahlias here, the sunflowers. The sunflowers are grown locally um, by Hollyhock Floral Farm. They're beautiful. She grows lilies and, you know, all kinds of flowers that you can get. So you go out and buy them as yeah. flowers, essentially. And they're so fresh. Mm -hmm. because they're grown on the Cape, that they're, you know, they, they last forever. These dahlias, I grow them, I have a hoop house that's 50 feet by 20 feet mm -hmm. that is heated by the sun solely, and I grow vegetables all winter long. Oh, um, that's amazing. Without, without heat, just with the power of the sun. And I also grow dahlias, um, mm -hmm. lots of dahlias. Oh, aren't so. they beautiful? Aren't they? Yeah, it's interesting. Are, uh, now, did... I really know very little about flowers, okay. except yeah. to appreciate Ask them. Away. Um, are the dahlias always with the two colors, or is that this particular they, kind? That's the particular variety. Um, that variety is very sturdy and hardy. I got a blue ribbon for one of those yesterday at Heritage. Congratulations. Thank you. I actually, yesterday was a day when I um, had a friend take my picture to send to my mom and my kids because I got best in show in Hort. So. Oh, that's that was great. really exciting. That's one of the big ones. Yeah, so that was exciting. So this is also a dahlia that's um, from my hoop house. And if I, I think you can see that if I put that in there suddenly, what's wrong with that? Oh, I didn't know there was going to be a test. 
Color. Um, it's color. color. The red and the purple shouldn't be next right. to each other? Right. Because I've got all yellows and reds. Have you told this reds. to the ladies in red hats? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, purple hats, right. Um, it just, you know, it kind of is going to, this is what we call a bullseye. So okay. you whoops. never, whoops, yeah. good mechanics. You never want to have a uh, bullseye in a floral design. You want it to look flowing and rhythmic. And that like it goes be, together. Right. That would be like a headlight is the other thing we call it. So oh, we're, interesting. we are not going to put that there. Okay. Um, so these are a white hydrangea called limelight. Now, speaking of cutting, and this is important, there's a real trick for, for hydrangeas. You need, they have very, very woody yeah. stems. Mm -hmm. And like lilacs, you need to make sure that the pith, this white part, mm -hmm. is exposed. So it makes it easier to take up water. And people are always saying, what's wrong with my hydrangeas? You know, I just cut them and they're fresh. And it's because they just go like that, you know, and the pith is not. You want it to be cut actually on an angle as much as you can. So, so you see, much. see how much pith is mm -hmm. showing. That is that really helps with any color hydrangea. Does it work with with any um, woody stemmed? Flower? It does. Well, lilacs actually, you have to smash the stems with a hammer, and uh, you you know you really actually literally take a hammer and smash them. I feel like Julia Childs right now. <laughs> <laughs> smash the stems. She, she was a good thing. <laughs> Julia Child was, was very good at uh, demonstrating right. cooking. So. Right. You'd be in I love company. watching her. But anyway, so now I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take this limelight. Limelights are a lovely white hydrangea. They grow in the shade. They grow almost in the dark. Um, so if you have a spot where you, you know, you want a hydrangea, but it's very shady, mm -hmm. the limelight is a really good choice. But of course, the hydrangea... Yeah, that, I'm going to show them the limelight. Okay. Well, this white one right here. Yeah. Doesn't need much sun at all. Right. Very fun to grow. They come in all. Then there's a new one called Little Lime, which doesn't get any taller than this. Mm -hmm. So the limelight gets a little taller, but Little Lime stays small. So Now these, again, are from my garden. So hydrangeas, this is called Blue Billow. And it's, you know, that incredible. It's brighter than most hydrangeas. If you were doing this for a flower show and you had bug like this, very bad. You would get in trouble and the judge, judges would say something like, a designer would have benefited from conditioning her flowers a little better. So you just, anything like that, you've, you've um, cut off. Okay. And again, you're going to same as, you know, we did with the limelights, you're going to cut it and then you're going to cut it really at an angle like that so that most, most of the pith is showing. Okay. Another yeah, did trick. you cut these this morning? I your, did. I just I cut. Yep. I'm going to actually cut it a little bit more. Um, I did. I went out. It's always best to cut your hydrangeas or any flower, but especially hydrangeas, first thing in the morning. Now, this blue is so vibrant. You might be like, wow, well, she's getting a different color in there. And that's true. But blue is a complementary color to yellow. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Well, it looks great yeah, together. Yeah. If you had purple in there, you know, again, that's just not going to Did you bring work. one purple flower to be I the did. bad guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as I love that one, yeah, that's, that's your bad guy. You could be guy. the good guy in another setting. Right, right. So yeah. another trick is that you want, to, you want to have your colors 
sort of mirrored. So we've got this guy here. One of the tricks in floral design is you have to finish the back. It's not just about the front. I was going to ask you yeah. that. So this could go on a table or a mantle you know, so or any dining place. Yep. Uh, well, mantle you wouldn't really see the back so much, but any place right. where the whole uh, arrangement is going to be right is going to be seen. So when you're doing your design and you're going along, and you so you know a good trick is you know look at it from all angles. And the other thing you can do, which is really incredibly helpful, is take a picture of it with your phone hmm. because you see things when you take a picture with your phone. It's amazing. I mean, every time I finish a design at a show, I take a picture and it's like, oh my God, there's a, you know, there's a headlight or there, that rose doesn't look very perky. So just, how long have you been flower designing? I have been doing this um, for about 30 years. And actually, um, it, it started out as my hobby. I just always loved flowers. I actually, for most of my life, was a writer and an editor. Um, at newspapers and magazines, and I just did this as a hobby. And um, I worked at Cape Cod Life. I was the editor there for 10 years. And when I retired a couple of years ago, I'd always been um, a member of a garden club. But when I retired, I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to really indulge my passion here. And I got into it a lot more, and, mm -hmm. um, and it's really fun. So I do um, weddings and, and um, special events now and then. Not a lot, but some. Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it's fun. Because I was going to point out that you probably didn't have a cell phone 30 years no, ago. No, that's true. You're so right. this is yeah, this is a new invention. This is a, a new thing? Makes it, makes it wonderful. Not only that, but um, cell phones, when you're trying to find the varieties of flowers, you know, cell phones are, are a marvelous invention for, for that because you can go right on the internet. I mean, the resources you have now mm -hmm. are incredible. These are Asiatic lilies. Um, lilies are God's gift to flower arrangers because I think you can see how that flower shape is just, you know, it just, it just oh, is yeah. so beautiful. And it fills in voids and it smells really good. And you can grow Asiatic lilies like this anywhere on the Cape. Um, mm -hmm. They are... Really? Yeah, they're the queen... Well, some people say roses are the queens of the garden. I think lilies are, are the queens of the garden. I have a lot in my gardens at home. Um, and actually, that's, you know, one of the... We did actually have a lot of lilies in the show, which is great, because it's hard with flower shows to know what's going to be in bloom and what's not. And the, we had a lot of... We have a lot of beautiful lilies. That kind of leads me into an area I was going to ask you about. You know, I, I associate um, lilies with Easter. Yeah. With rebirth. A lot of people do. Um, yeah. And uh, do do you have do you tend to to um, have associations for the flowers like oh, you know yeah, emotional definitely. and meaning oh, kind definitely. of. I know there are a couple of books out about the meaning of flowers. The language of flowers. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, you know, in olden times, that's the way people used to communicate a lot. Um, you know, there was a whole thing about flowers, one for remembrance, you know, one for passion, red roses for love, you know, all these other things. And that's kind of a neat thing to, to research. I, you know, for me personally, I it's hard for me to say a flower I really don't like. I really love all flowers. I mean, sunflowers and hydrangeas, dahlias, you know, that's quintessential summer, especially on Cape Cod. And that's, that's kind of what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. 
if I was doing a more modern contemporary design, you know, something with just a few flowers, maybe in a big glass vase or something, I might use orchids because they go underwater. You can actually put them in an underwater design and they stay, they'll last for weeks. Wow. And you can have a lot of fun um, use, you know, using underwater. It's like the Houdini of flowers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But lilies, um, they're just, you know, they're, they're so elegant. They have such presence. Um, and so when you get to the point where you're like, okay, this design is filling in pretty nicely. It's getting, you know, pretty full. I have to look at it for one second and I'll turn I'm it to gonna... you. Worry that it's going to fall off it's the box. It's not. I'm watching the back <laughs> corner. Don't worry. See, that's an example of why you always know what your mechanics are. So, you know, now I might get to the point where I'd be like, I love daisies, but daisies are very much a, you know, a sort of a field flower, you mm -hmm. know. And this design is, is pretty, um, it's got sunflowers and stuff, so it's, you know, it's got a little bit of a country feel. But it's also elegant, and you probably... The other interesting thing is that white, like red and like yellow, white can be incredibly dominant in a design because hmm. your eye, it takes your eye right there. So I'm just going to show you how, see what happens with the white. And it's oh, yeah. hard, it's hard to incorporate white. Another thing to The lilies are kind of an off-white. Yeah, they're so a little green bit, and yellow in Yeah, there. they have some of the tones that you've, you've already got going. Another trick to know is that your container, um, if you, ceramic containers like this are mm -hmm. wonderful to use. And you can get your containers, you know, at um, Michael's or AC Moore. Um, or Yard the, Sales? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> that. One of the best places to get them is at Yard Sales. Using white containers is a real um, no-no on floral design. Oh, interesting. Because it's so dominant. It's a color, and so is black. Well, what if you were um, thinking about a contemporary design, maybe something that tall and linear with, yeah. like, you know, all red and white flowers, right. or, you know, like a black a face Valentine's Day or something, or like, something that. like that? Yeah, you, if you had a, uh, you know, very dramatic design mm. that you wanted to do, you could use white or black. But something like this, where you're going to be using a lot of hues, you know, try, I, it's much better to have a neutral mm -hmm. container um, like this. Now this looks like it has a little gray or green in it. My yeah, it has, you know, it's sort of got that much more muted feel to it. And again, it's heavy and, you know, containers. Floral designers are very protective of their containers, mm -hmm. um, you know. And because if you have a container that really works and that is, you know, does the job for you, there's nothing better because as I said in the beginning, in floral design, you know, container is your number one place to start. So are, are you, is this one of your favorites? Have you? It is. I've used this, this a lot. I actually um, did a flower show in Boston recently, Garden Club of America show, and um, I used a container similar to this and it was really heavy. And um, all the ladies said to me, I, it was beautiful. It was a big urn and, mm -hmm. you know, all, had all kinds of beautiful patterns. And one of the judges said to me, where'd you get that container? And I said, oh, home goods, you know. Uh -huh. I mean, you can find good containers really anywhere. Yeah, and that, weren't you tempted to say Egypt? Well, yeah, I probably <laughs> could have said that. But um, tools are another thing. Good tools, just like with anything, um, they really 
are important. So um, if you can find a really sharp knife like this, you know, it's really a wonderful tool. Um, it has a serrated edge. Um, it's the right size. It's not too big. It's really good if you're trying to get the thorns off roses, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. These are called Joyce Chen. Um, you know, I'm sure there's other varieties too. These are designed for floral design. I was going to ask, are yeah. there, like the knife too, are, the, are these specifically designed for working with flowers or yeah. is it just good kitchenware? Nope. <laughs> I have one of those in here as well, but no, these are specifically designed. One other really fun thing that I'll just show everyone that not many people know about. These are called glue dots, U-glue. And they are, as I said, another God's gift to floral arrangers. They, you peel them off like this and see how it's sticky right there? And you actually are going to take this adhesive stuff and peel it off like that. See how it is? Okay. Touch it. See how sticky it is? Yep. And the beauty of it is, say you wanted to take this little flower and you thought, oh, I, you know, that would be so great if that could just stick to that because sometimes flowers don't do what they're supposed to do. And you can go like this and affix it and it'll stay. Oh, that's amazing. And it won't, no one will see what you've done and that you don't have to wire it, you don't have to do anything. So it's called, here it is, U-glue. This is sort of like um, double-sided yeah. tape that the yeah. fashion designers use. Exactly. But for flowers. Right. For malfunctions. Right. So, so I'm going to take that apart because I don't really want that there. So that's another mm -hmm. another fun um, tip for floral So this little hydrangea I've been worried about because he feels like he's he's a little, kind of a little droopy. And, and isn't he supposed to be like that because well, it's... Well, uh, you know, he probably just, you probably just need to push it in a little bit more like mm -hmm. that. Um, one of the things about using Oasis is once you make a hole with a stem, much better to just not take the flower out if possible because okay. what happens is if I pull one of these out, that hole fills up with water oh. and it takes water from the rest of the Oasis. Also, the other thing that happens is floral Oasis after a while starts to crumble and fall apart. So you want to, you know, try not to do that if, if you can. Now, and something like this, would, do you ever sketch your designs first? Um, sometimes I do do that. I do, mod, especially for flower shows or a wedding or, or something like that. Um, I do sketches and I do mock-ups. Uh -huh. um, sometimes I don't have time, so I, I just wing it. And honestly, sometimes the ones you wing, you just go yeah. for, are, you know, are the best. They are the ones. But when you're entering a major show, you don't really want to do that. You want to do a mock-up and, and try and, um, you know, know what you're doing. Pinterest is an incredible resource for flower rangers. Also I mean, not around 30 years ago. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But with that, I mean, you can just type in something as simple as a traditional mass design with dollars. Now you're saying M-A-S-S, -S, mass, mass, right? Yes. And mass can design. you explain, I think I, I know from speaking with someone else, but um, it, it's uh, tall in the center, right? And then and then full around around the edges. Is that right. what it is? So a traditional mass design is something where yes, it's very round and full. And as I said, you want it to look as if a butterfly could fly in and out of it. There's a so not too tight. So not too tight. Airy. 
rhythm is really important, flow is really important. As I said, it, it really it's, it is a bit of a challenging design because you know you've got so many elements going on that it can be you know really challenging. So now I'm going to there's something here that's bothering me and I'll explain what that is and that is that I've got this red going on here mm -hmm. um, as you can see. So and then a couple on the bottom and a couple on the bottom. So now I think anyone you know at home or you probably can see as well. Um, you know I really need some up here. Oh, can you okay. see that? I can and actually. I, I there. I hate to say anything because I don't know what no, I'm go talking ahead. about. Go ahead. Say it what it you seems see. like there's a little bare spot here compared oh, to the yes. other side. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Bare spots are, are a problem. We had one design at Heritage yesterday, which was a beautiful, really lovely, traditional mass design. And um, just gorgeous. But she, you know, she had all these voids and she didn't finish the bag. Oh. And as a result of that, she did not get the blue. Ah. So I'm going to turn this around now. But you see mm -hmm. now how the red is going up. And then when you start getting close to the end and you look and you say, oh gosh, you know, look at the void I have here. Well, so, it's because it was by yeah, me. By the right. Exactly. <laughs> so. so now you're going you're gonna to look at what you've got and you're like, hmm, you know, what, what needs to happen there? And because it's a big space, it probably needs to be a sunflower. If I, okay. if I had to guess. Now, no. I'm guessing you wouldn't put like two roses next to each other. No, you don't want to do that. It, unless two different, the same color. One of the, um, the design I did at Heritage yesterday is called a modern mass, and that's different. With modern mass, all like flowers are grouped together. So, oh, interesting. You know, you have a big clump of roses, and you have a big clump of sunflowers. Floral trends in general come from Europe. And that's where that started. So now I'm going to do something that, you know, when you start doing this, people go, ooh. And um, you're doing, he loves me, he loves me not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so sometimes. You think we should be doing that now? <laughs> <laughs> right. So sometimes a really fun thing to do with sunflowers, and I actually did this with my modern mass yesterday for Heritage, um, you can take off the petals because the architecture of a sunflower is so interesting, oh, wow. even without its petals. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that judges at flower shows will go, oh, look what she did, you know. And it's kind of bare. She murdered a sunflower. <laughs> yeah. You know, something kind of interesting. And even if it's, you know, on the back side, or if you want to do something that's a little bit more contemporary, you know, you, would, you could do that. But with this particular design, you probably wouldn't want to do a lot of those because it is very traditional. Okay. So. And, you know, we have about four or five minutes left, so okay. I, I was going to say that, that uh, you know, you do this as an extension of your hands, and I yes. noticed that, that your arrangement is matching both of our outfits. Oh, yes, that's and very important. So, <laughs> yes. Um, but if, if someone wanted to just do it for a dinner party, get started, you know, if yep, they're used to simple. buying their stuff and they want to do something, any, any, uh, you, we went over a lot of things, cut your flowers on, on the angle, yeah. you know, and, uh, cut them underwater if you can, so, take off the, you know, the guard petals on the roses, start, you know, if you want to do something big like this, set your framework, you know, okay. start, start with your linear plant material, could be snapdragons, could be gladiolas, anything tall and spiky, so one, two, 
three, four, five. So and, and these are unopened, but but if you use gladiolas, you of course use them in blue. Yes. Yeah. 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 These or, I or just, half and half. I was hoping for snapdragons, but I couldn't find them, so I just went out and got my lilies and cut them because they're mm -hmm. you know they gave that that framework. Start with that, and then fill in with some filler material like this. This could be still be. It could be you know anything in your garden or at the market. This actually did come from Stop and Shop. Very available, easy to find. So you soften it. Yeah, I've, I've heard that baby's in. breath is kind of like passe. Is that true? Or? Um, baby's breath is tough to use because it's very floppy. Um, it's it's beautiful. I like to use it all by itself. Mm -hmm. When my son got married, we did um, by the altar huge mounds of baby's breath all by themselves on you know you high see, like rise. A sprinkling of yeah, of, it was uh, beautiful. Really, mm -hmm. um, my daughter. That's what my daughter-in-law wanted, and it was very effective. It's hard to use that in floral design. So once you get that in, then you start putting in your showstopper flowers, mm -hmm. you know. So it's these, your big round shapes. Could okay. be, you know, bigger roses, dahlias, sunflowers, you know, anything like that, your hydrangeas. And, you know, so that again, you're, you're, you know, you're building a framework and then you start putting in your, you know, your really beautiful flowers like your lilies and your roses and, and things like that. Okay. And at the end, you just go around and you look at the bottom and you say, you know, how do I fill in and what do I do? And when you're all finished, you put it in the sink and totally, totally soak it. Okay. Really, really soak it. Let it sit for about 10 minutes. Run the water off and then every day. And take a picture first. Right. So you take a picture to make sure you, you know, see if you made any mistakes. And um, you might want to refresh, and again, don't pull the flower out. If you have to cut something because it's, it's wilted, cut it, cut it right down at the bottom. Okay. So you're not creating a hole in the oasis. Mm -hmm. And put the new flower in right next to it. I would never have thought of that. Yeah. So. Susan, I can't thank you enough. Okay. I want to remind everyone that through 5 o'clock tomorrow, you can go to Heritage uh, Garden, Museums and Gardens and uh, see... What it's hundreds, literally, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds yes. of both floral designs and, and um, horticultural entries. It's uh, it's an amazing world. It's free. You pay for your ticket to Heritage, and then you can go to the show for free. So if you're into flowers and you want to see more things like this, you can do that. And we thank you so much, you're Susan Dewey, because pleasure. this you know I can't imagine that we get such a <laughs> quick concise and learned so very much about making flower arrangements. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me.